Welcome, everyone. I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, and this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. We have a big election coming up in this country in a couple of months, so this week we have a special edition devoted to the Archdiocese of Cincinnati initiative called I Vote Catholic. It's a collaborative effort with the Social Action Office, the Office for Respect Life Ministry, and the Office for Divine Worship. Today's guest is Andrew Musgrave, the Director of the Social Action Office for the Archdiocese. How are you doing today, Andrew? Doing well, Bob. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. So I vote Catholic. Some people may have heard about it already, but why don't you tell it, what is this, and perhaps where did the idea come from? Sure. So credit for this initiative actually goes to Jeremy Helms, the Director of our Worship Office. Uh, Back when he was working in parish work, about, I think, eight years ago, he and his counterpart working in a social action devised this idea to look at the different themes of Catholic social teaching in the weeks leading up to the election. Catholic social teaching is thought about in a lot of different ways, but most often it's thought about as seven different themes. And so what they did and what Jeremy proposed to me was that we look at the seven weeks prior to the election, and connect each of these themes to the readings of the weekend for Mass that weekend. If we can connect Catholic social teaching to the scripture readings, we can really reach people in the parishes, in the schools, and get them to think about these ideas in the context of the broader faith. Most Catholics go to Mass on Sunday, and they hear the readings, but they may not think about how those readings influence our faith and how our faith is lived out throughout the week. And so we thought, let's connect those two things for folks. And so we looked at other scriptures that supported that theme. We looked at papal teachings. We looked at church documents and really tried to make a really strong understanding of what the themes were. Then we decided to make this accessible for those who work in the archdiocese. So we came up with prayers. We came up with liturgical resources. There are communications resources, any number of things that both parish staff and school staff could use to bring this message out to their constituencies. So Andrews, what are those seven issues that we're going to be talking about over the next seven weeks? Well, Catholic social teaching is founded on one very key and important issue, which is the dignity and life of people. We believe that all life comes from God and that God puts a special dignity in every person that can never be taken away and that must be respected and honored. So every person has value. Every person has worth. Every life from the moment of conception until last natural breath is valuable, is important, and must be taken care of. So So, all the themes come from that. So life and dignity of the human person is the first one. What's the other six? The next issue is family, community, and participation. So our God is a triune God, a God who is in relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we, as God's creation, also thrive when we are in relationship. So we believe that family is the most important building block of our society, and that we must support family, and that we must take part in the building up of the community and participate in community so that all are able to have their dignity and their rights recognized. 
That brings us to the third theme, which is rights and responsibilities. We believe that we have certain rights, both through our dignity from God, but also as a society, there are rights we believe that we have to food, to shelter, to education, to health care. And with those rights come responsibilities to make sure that we're using those rights, using the benefits of those rights to help others and to make sure that others have those same rights. Right. I think people forget about that a lot. They think, okay, what are my rights? These are my rights. But hand in hand with rights becomes responsibilities, responsibilities to make sure you're not taking your rights to take away others' rights, but also you're responsible to make sure that everybody has the same rights that you have. Absolutely. If we believe that we all come from God and all have dignity, we have responsibility to make sure that others are not suffering either. There's an idea that the weakest link in our society is the definition of how strong our society is. So we need to make sure that others are enjoying those same rights we are. So life and dignity of the human person family, community, and participation, and then rights and responsibilities. So what's the next one? Well, and that idea of rights and responsibility brings us to the fourth theme, which is the option for the poor and vulnerable. So we never want to pit any one group against another group. It is very clear that there are those in our society who do not enjoy the same benefits as everyone else, who are struggling, who are marginalized and oppressed, and we have an obligation to take care of them. We need only look at the people with whom Jesus affiliated, where Jesus went, where Jesus taught, where he put the value in the kingdom, and that is in the poor and the vulnerable. And so we have a responsibility to pay special attention to those who are poor and vulnerable to make sure that they are not suffering, that they are receiving at least the bare minimum, ideally much more than that, so that they too can enjoy all of the beauty of creation. And then that theme leads us really well into the idea of solidarity. We believe that we are our brothers and sisters keepers. We do have a responsibility, no matter where someone lives, no matter what someone's culture, what someone's race, what someone's gender, none of that matters. What does matter is that we are intimately connected to each other and that we need to stand with each other. We need to be with each other. We need to love each other. And we need to make sure that we are all together thriving and growing. And so solidarity says, we stand side by side with our sisters and brothers and that we walk with them in their struggles and support them. That theme then I think leads really well into the idea of dignity of work and the rights of workers. We believe that we are co-creators with God. God created us to be stewards of the earth and to be able to take part in the building up of our society. And we believe that work has value and that we need to respect the dignity of work to make sure that everyone has a job that is both enriching and also is family supporting. And that we believe that when you have that work, those who are doing the work have a right to safe and healthy working conditions. And how that's accomplished is is kind of varied over time. But the fact is, people need to be safe where they work. People need to be able to take breaks. They need to be able to go home and have time to be with their family. They need to be paid a fair wage for their work, a family supporting wage for their work. We recognize that work is really important in the human experience. And that brings us to the last thing, which is the care for God's creation. In Genesis, a couple different ways It talks about how God created us to take care of the world, that we are special amongst God's creations. But part of that specialness, that that right, is the responsibility to take care of the rest of God's creation, that God gave us this beautiful and amazing planet, and that we must 
take care of it, not only for ourselves, but also for our children and for future generations. God created all things. They, you know, it says in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth and the creatures of the land and the sea, and it was good. And we know that what God has created is good, and we have a responsibility to help to take care of that. Okay, so there's the seven basic themes of Catholic social teaching. So the order of this is, is a bit shuffled as it fits best with the readings of that Sunday. So you started with life and dignity of the human person, moved on to family, community, and participation, how they all build on each other, but we're not doing it in that order, although that's the issue that the others build upon. We wanted to do that on Respect Life Sunday, which is October 4th this year, and it would be a little bit odd to do that on our first week and then have something else like solidarity or whatever on a day when we're all supposed to be focusing on Respect Life Sunday. So what's the goal here? So we're educating people on the themes of Catholic social teaching, and yet we're calling it I Vote Catholic. What's the connection there? Catholic social teaching gives us the tools that we need to be able to live out our faith in our day-to-day lives, in our families, and in our community. And one of the key components of that is our participation in our community. In fact, the first theme that we start with in Noivo Catholic is family, community, and participation. One of the critical ways that we can participate, that we can be involved in our community, is through voting is to be involved in the political process. A lot of folks talk about uh, religion and politics shouldn't mix. That's a false premise. Our religion, our faith calls us to be engaged, to be involved. And one of the ways that we can help to make sure that the values that we espouse as Catholics, as followers of God, is to vote. It is to ensure that people who are representing us on local, state, and national levels are living out those themes and are, and are living out those ideas that we hold so dear. And so the way that we guide folks to be involved is to help them to form their consciences. Uh, the catechism talks about having a well-formed conscience and how that well-formed conscience is what is our, really our ultimate guide for how we participate and how we live out our faith. Interestingly, a lot of people don't know this, but even higher than the Pope, a well-formed conscience that has been formed through prayer, through reading, through discussion, through delving into church teaching, to forming yourself, that is what ultimately needs to give you the guidance on how you're going to live out your faith. Unfortunately, a lot of folks when they get involved in the political process, they say, I'm a Republican, or they say, I'm a Democrat. And so they just simply follow the candidate or the platform ideas that are espoused by that particular party. But regardless of what you think, neither political party has a monopoly on following Catholic social teaching, on respecting life in all ways for all people from conception to natural death. And so what we're asking people to do, what, what our faith asks us to do, is to not simply delegate or give over our vote to someone else to decide for whom we vote or for what we vote. But in fact, we have a responsibility to be well-formed and to discern for whom we'll vote based on who best represents our values as Catholics, as people of faith who do see the dignity of all people. And so I Vote Catholic attempts to take Catholic social teaching, use the ideas in Catholic social teaching to help folks to form their consciences, 
And whether you go and vote in person on November 3rd or whether you do your mail-in voting ahead of time, that you're able to vote based on a well-formed conscience that is fully in line with our faith values and then determine this is the person or these are the people for whom I'm going to vote because they best represent what I believe. So Andrew, let's talk about voting then. So for example, with these issues of Catholic social teaching, are we saying that every issue related to Catholic social teaching is of the same moral gravity? So for example, in the Bishop's document, Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship, every four years that gets at least slightly rewritten. The most recent one for 2020, uh, the bishops said that abortion was a preeminent issue. So if abortion is a more important issue than, for example, I don't know, how how one should handle the immigration problem in the United States, if, if it's more important than the other, and two candidates disagree on that issue, then why isn't it simply that simple? You vote for the one who's right, if you will, on the more important issue. Why is there more to think about? The fact is, we believe that all life is sacred, that all life has value and worth, and that all life comes from God, and that we have to do our best to protect all life, especially life that is marginalized and oppressed. The issue of abortion is of preeminent concern to Catholics because a baby in the womb has no possible way of protecting itself. It is of the utmost vulnerability. However, there are multiple ways that we as people of faith can work to respect life. And there are multiple ways that we as people of faith can work to end abortion. Legislatively is one way to do that. But the fact is that a lot of folks, when they come to abortion, when they consider that very difficult decision, the reason they're making that consideration is because there are myriad factors influencing their life that make them think that they have no other option than to go that route. The fact is that there are so many people, so many women and families with a lack of access to education, a lack of access to healthcare, a lack of access to childcare, a lack of access to adequate and safe housing. There are myriad issues that lead people to feel like that's the only route they can go. But if we elect officials who are committed to life in its entirety, who are committed to making sure that all people have those basic rights met, that their needs are met, that they have health care, they have housing, they have education, they're in safe neighborhoods, then it is scientifically proven that people will not nearly as often resort to that option. If we can have abortion be illegal, that's wonderful. But the fact is, there are other ways that we can accomplish this goal of of protecting the unborn. And if we can make sure that their mothers and fathers, that their families and communities are safe and secure and have their rights met, we can also work to end uh, the scourge of abortion. You bring up the issue of immigration, and this is a, a very divisive issue. The U.S. bishops have come out a number of times talking about respecting life and respecting those who are immigrants. They've also come out and said that the best way to try to end the problems that come with mass immigration are to address the root causes of immigration. So people are being forced to immigrate because of poverty, because of violence, because of 
all kinds of negative things happen in their home countries. And so if we can try to address the evils, the the drive factors that influence people to leave their countries, folks don't want to leave their homes. And so in the same way that we talk about abortion, if we can address those root causes of why people go that route, then we can help to end the scourge of abortion. The U.S. Bishop said in Living the Gospel of Life, opposing abortion and euthanasia does not excuse indifference to those who suffer from poverty, violence, injustice, and politics of human life must work to resist the violence of war, the scandal of capitalist punishment, and seriously address issues of racism, poverty, hunger, employment, education, housing, and health care. I'm sure a lot of that is because all of these things are interconnected. If you are concerned about abortion, you have to be concerned about what drives people to have abortions. If you are concerned about euthanasia, you have to be concerned about the health issues that drive people to want to be concerned about euthanasia and uh, be concerned about capital punishment, another life issue. Being concerned about that is going to have you necessarily concerned about the prison system concerned about the fact that it's much more likely that if you're black, you're going to have a harsher sentence, but you're more likely to be convicted to death than if you are white. This is the reality of this country. And so you need to be concerned about the broader issues that are all related. And then if we're educated on all those issues and we're concerned about all those issues and we understand better how they're all interrelated, we can simply make a more informed decision doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to change our mind and who we were already thinking we were going to vote for, but it means that we're better informed by the Holy Spirit as to who it is we want to vote for. Bob, can I just say, I also want to go back to forming conscience faithful citizenship. In that document, the bishops say, a voter should not use a candidate's opposition to an intrinsic evil to justify indifference or inattentiveness to other important moral issues of human life and dignity. While Again, we recognize, and they, and they say this later in the document, that all issues do not carry the same moral weight and that there's a moral obligation to oppose policies that promote intrinsic evils that have a special claim on our consciences. We have to recognize that if a candidate is standing in opposition to one thing that we see as an intrinsic evil, but supporting other intrinsic evils, we have to make a discernment, right? We have to use our well-formed conscience to guide us in that. If someone is saying... I am strongly, no one would say this, but I am strongly opposed to abortion, but I also think that all minority people should not have school, and I don't believe in offering childcare to people, and I don't think that people should have access to healthcare. You know, that person would not be honoring life in a lot of ways. And so it is not a simple black and white decision for us as Catholics if we truly, truly believe that all life has value and worth. We have to spend the time, we have to put in the work to be able to figure out who the person is that truly is honoring what God has given us and is honoring that in the most significant way. It's just saying that it just isn't that simple. It never is, it never has been, and it shouldn't be considered simple. So let's talk more then more specifically about what is being offered right in this program. We said they're going to focus on a different theme to Catholic social teaching every week. There's some prayers and things, but what, what more specifically is available and who is it for? So as we were designing I Vote Catholic and not only deciding what content we would curate, we also tried to think about how we could make the website as user-friendly as possible. In this time of COVID, in this time of online learning and online access to church, 
we wanted to make sure that those who are going to be reaching out to the faithful, whether those be parish or school staffs, that they could find and easily access and utilize the resources as quickly as possible and as easily as possible. So we've actually organized the website in a couple of different ways to help ease the utilization of all the different tools. The primary way we break it up is by the seven different weeks. So each of the different weeks on iVoteCatholic.org, each of the weeks is assigned to one of those themes. But we also have everything broken down by topic. So if you were opting to talk about these topics in a different order, in a different way, you could just go to the Life and Dignity of the Human Person button, or you could go to the Care for God's Creation button and look for the resources on that particular topic as opposed to trying to find them by week. So they're organized by theme, they're organized by week, and then recognizing that there are different people in different roles, we also organize the resources based on who we thought would be accessing them. So one of the main categories is just what we believe. So for those who are trying to get a deeper understanding of the themes and are trying to figure out how they're going to talk about them, we have this what we believe section where you can, again, get a brief synopsis of what it means. You can see what different issues in the political sphere are influenced by this topic, and then also find the information that will help you to understand how scripture, how the popes, how the bishops have talked about them and how this the, the teaching on the particular theme has evolved. For folks who are engaged in liturgy, we have categorized the liturgical resources. So if you go to the liturgical resources section, you can find homily helps, you can find prayers for the faithful, the intercessions, and you can find musical suggestions that you could use. For folks who work in communications, whether that means you're the bulletin editor for your parish or you're the person who runs the newsletter for your school. You can find bulletin inserts or short descriptive paragraphs. You can find social media formatted ideas that can be used in Twitter, used on Facebook. And you can also access the different logos that were designed. And if you want to put those in in, and use them in your social media. And then the last section we organized resources was for teachers and parents. We recognize that normally folks send their kids off to school where they're getting educated both in the academics and in their faith. And nowadays, folks are doing more of that at home. And so our hope is that the resources we've developed for catechesis with different lesson plans and activities, discussion questions, youth prayers can be utilized, uh, whether you're trying to do that formation at home or whether you're doing it in the classroom and whether that classroom education is happening online or in a physical classroom. iVoteCatholic.org. You go there, you can see it's broken down by the different weeks we plan on, but it's all there right now. You can show your pastor the homily helps. You can show your person who puts the bulletin what to put in the bulletin. You can show your liturgist. You don't want to miss out on checking out this resource. There's videos, little videos that were put together both by the group and our archbishop, as well as Catholic Relief Services related to each one of those teachings that you can you can watch or show to your class or prayer group or whatever it is that you want to you educate. And just integrate these into the things that we're already doing. You, you can even do this kind of stuff if we're doing stuff from home, right? If we're doing stuff virtually, a lot of this stuff could even be done that way as well. Absolutely. And actually, one other resource that I want to mention that was not part of our original planning, but that's going to be available we're going to be recording a series of seven talks 
probably 30 to 45 minute talks that are going to address the broad theme or a specific issue within that theme. And we're going to post those to the website as well. So if your parish or your school wanted to spend some time getting together and hearing a talk about one of the topics or one of the themes, and then have some discussion around it, we're going to make those available through the website as well. So, you know, where you might normally have had a speaker to come in and talk about something, and you maybe can't do that now because we're virtual, you can view that talk in a small group, in a classroom, and then uh, have a discussion around it. Who's giving these talks? The talks actually came about as a joint effort between Catholic Charities and a little flower parish. So Catholic Charities runs a series of talks called the Discovering Mercy series that have five different talks. And I'm part of that initiative where we can go into parishes and talk about these about these five different topics. Little Flower Parish, independent of what we were doing for Ivo Catholic, but in a very similar way, was looking at how they can address the themes of Catholic social teaching leading up to the election. And so they reached out to Catholic Charities and to the Social Action Office and said, hey, would you be willing to do a series of talks for us on these on uh, different topics related to Catholic social teaching. And so I'm going to be doing a couple of them. Some of the professionals from Catholic charities, like their immigration legal services, from their mental health program, from their food for mall program, are going to record these talks over the next few weeks and put them up on the on the website so that people can view them and utilize them. Everything else we mentioned is already available right now on the website. When, do, when are these talks going to be available? The talks... God willing, everything should be up by the time this initiative officially starts, which is September 13th. Okay. Well, Andrew, thanks for talking with us today about the I Vote Catholic Initiative, the importance of voting in accordance with our Catholic values, especially as they come in concern with Catholic social teaching, which all stems on the life, dignity, and value of the human person. And hopefully... Everybody will be able to use these resources that we're talking about in the coming weeks in September, October, leading up to our election. Thanks for talking with us today, Andrew. Bob, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for your attention to this. And thank you for your participation in helping to develop this resource, this toolkit. We pray that parishes and schools can utilize this. And certainly we are available. If there's other resources and other support that uh, folks might need, please let us know and we'll be thrilled to work with you on it. And I want to thank all our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of Being Pro-Life. As a reminder, again, head to the I Vote Catholic website to check out all the resources we talked about today at iVoteCatholic.org. And tune in next week and the rest of the month of September as we talk about bioethical issues of vaccinations, birth control, infertility, and the extraordinary treatment at the end of life. So that'll be the rest of September. Look forward to talking to you next time.